TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Here comes the 2-1 pitch on the way to Franco. Bouncing ball to first. This could do it. Ball game over. Cubs win. Marcus Stroman holds up his hands. Looking at the crowd, now gets a handshake and a bear hug from Tucker Barnhart. The Cubs win the ball game by a score of one to nothing. A complete game, one hit shutout by Marcus Stroman. And now, live on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app, it's Gabe Ramirez. Memorial Day in the city of Chicago, and I am here holding you down to 8 o'clock. It's Gabe Ramirez. Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. And what a game. Two hours and five minutes. Sheesh. That's a quickie right there. Uh, Marcus Stroman, as you've heard several times now, um, has thrown a a one-hit shutout, complete game shutout against the Tampa Bay Rays um, in an impressive fashion, coming off of some some bold statements by Marcus Stroman. And we'll get to that in just a second. But what I want to do immediately is just open up the lines. Whether you are coming home uh, from Wrigley Field, if you are headed to get a last-minute burger and dog at a barbecue somewhere, or you're just bouncing around and you watch the game, I want to take your Cubs thoughts. You know, what a performance by Marcus Stroman. What can you say about him and what he did? Not only this game, but his last all season, really. I mean, granted, you you know, we're not looking at records here. We're looking at the kind of performance that Stroman has given the Chicago Cubs in year two of this three-year deal. and you know, what he's done has been impressive because what you want from a guy like Marcus Stroman is to be the guy that can get on the bump after you get swept by the Reds. And then you're facing a three-game set against a team with the best record in Major League Baseball. And you want the guy that can get on the mound and say, you know what, I don't care. I don't care what just happened against Cincinnati. I don't care what record these guys have. I don't care what lineup Ross puts out there to back me. I am going to do whatever I need to do, and he did just that. Uh, so, again, phone lines are open. Would love to hear what you have to say about Stroh, what you have to say about the Cubs. Right? And, and more importantly, the, the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde uh, type of personality that exists in the present, right? I mean, I'm not talking about the Cubs season as a whole, but just you know, in the present, in this moment, after getting swept by the Reds, coming back and taking the first one against um, the Rays, you know, what are your thoughts on that again? 312-644-6767. We got a great show uh, on hand for you. Again, going to be going all the way till 8 o'clock today. Uh, we got Josh Nelson uh, just after 5 o'clock talking about some White Sox. We got Sam Amico uh, joining us at 620. And then Bruce Levine is going to be hanging out with us in the 7 o'clock hour to talk about this. Masterful performance by Marcus Stroman. Um, I mean, when you're looking at this team in this in this game today, 
first of all, I want to go just to the first inning and, you know, really pay attention to how Stroman was setting the tone. Um, you know, first, the first inning, you know, two out of three, first five out of six batters were ground outs. So you kind of felt like he was in his zone in that space. And then when you're looking at some of the at-bats from the first inning, I mean, Yandy Diaz, two pitches. Brandon Lowe uh, got third, the third out, two pitches. And then Wander Franco, who ended up breaking up the no-hitter uh, a little bit later on, uh, you know, his, his at-bat was rough. So you kind of anticipated from the very beginning, a seven-pitch sequence, took, uh, took Stroh to a full count. And so you kind of, you know, even though he got out of it once or threes, Wander Franco was letting him know, like, hey, I'm going to be battling you all day. And then in the second inning, he comes out pretty much more of the same and gets a nice little one, two, three inning in the second. So he was feeling good from the very beginning. Um, and that's why I'm taking your calls because I want to know how you're feeling right now. Again, Cubs take down the Tampa Bay Rays, one nothing at Wrigley Field. Marcus Stroman with a one-hit complete game shutout. Absolutely impressive. Uh, let's go to the phone. Let's go to Dave out in uh, Singer, Slinger, Wisconsin. Dave, uh, you didn't, didn't get to the bullpen, but you got some thoughts on him, huh? Yep. What do you think it's going to take for the bullpen to get better and for us to get back on top? What will it take for what will what will it take for that to happen? All right. Before I get there, though, I want to hear I want to hear what you have to say about Stroman and his performance today. Oh, I liked it. I I'm glad he threw he threw. I was so he was so close to throwing an old hitter. I thought he was going to do it, but I'm glad you nipped this team one to nothing. And I hope that things do get better for him. But what do you think it's going to take for the bullpen to get better? Yeah, Dave, thanks for the call. Really appreciate it. I mean, listen, when you're talking about the bullpen um, of, of the Chicago Cubs, you got to be looking at a couple of things. And and that is, you know, where you want it to be and where you're at in the present. And, and obviously everyone understands that, you know, the Cubs, that might be their weakest part right there is their bullpen. You know, I saw Michael Fulmer the other day just give up uh, the lead in that, that situation, and you're kind of curious, and, and, and just like Dave is, like what's going on with this team? And it really is the inconsistency of it, right? Nick Birdie was doing well before he hit the IR, and you had to bring up Javier Assad. You know, Brandon Hughes kind of pitching all right. You know, Jeremiah Estrada had a tough tough outing the other day. Um, so I think it's just about consistency itself from the from the guys in the bullpen. And and sometimes, the, and, and I hate to be the guy that, 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 that begins the bashing with David Ross because that's not my jam. I, I think he's doing a, a decent job. But it's about putting these guys in, in the correct situation. right? If you have Michael Fulmer that in his brain thinks he's a closer and you're putting him in the sixth, seventh inning in, in certain situations, it's not necessarily uh, the best for success. And so what is it going to take? Yeah, consistency from the bullpen itself. Those guys have to put some kind of, some of the onus on themselves. David Ross needs to put them in a situation to be successful. And then, you know, as my guy Matt Spiegel would say, the Cubs do need to be looking for arms to see, you know, if they are in this hunt in a month or two, you know, what, what, what arms are out there that can maybe be a bit more consistent or where the expectations are a little bit higher um, for these relief pitchers when they're in high leverage situations. So, Again, I think it's again. I, I hope I answered your question there, there, Dave. It's three threefold, but you know, don't need a bullpen when Marcus Stroman is throwing gems like that. I mean, that's the truth. Um, so again, we're taking your phone calls, getting your reactions. Cubs get swept by the Reds over the weekend, then kick off Memorial Day on a Monday and just just dominate 
That's what Marcus Stroman did, dominated for nine innings against a team with the best record in Major League Baseball. It says a lot, but um, definitely a head-scratcher. 312-644-6767. Gabe Ramirez here on 670 to score. Let's go to Dave. He's on the road right now. Hopefully you're talking to me through your uh, through your speakerphone or, or Bluetooth. Yep, 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 yep. Hey, can you hear me loud and clear? Absolutely, Dave. What's up, man? All right. Yeah, you know, I, I th- this team is, is, is frustrating, but the thing that's so frustrating about it is every day when I look at these lineups, there is no consistency whatsoever. I mean, just look at today. Patrick Wisdom out of the lineup, and I get it. He's been struggling, but, you know, he had five RBIs and two home runs yesterday. He's out of the lineup. And David Ross does this again and again and again. Like, you know, the crazy thing is that the Cubs are still in this. And it's like he he puts together these lineups and makes these moves that give us no <laughs> shot. It's it's uh, it, it, it's mind-boggling. You know, I'll, I'll give him a pass on the bullpen. But there's just, you know, Mervis isn't playing every day. And and I get it. Maybe he struggled against lefties. But he's got to figure it out. you got to put him in the lineup to figure it out. we got these young guys. I'm sick of seeing Mancini in the lineup. I'm sick of seeing... You know, uh, Master Boney. I didn't hate Magical. Magical actually made some solid contact. I hope, you know, figure some things out down uh, down in the minors. But, I, you know, every day it just seems like it, he puts together a lineup that gives us no shot whatsoever to score runs. I mean, this often struggles uh, enough as it is. But um, I'll get off my high horse and I'll uh, – No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is a good I, – I, yeah. I, I do conversations. I know a lot of people like to hang up and say I want to hear what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, okay, say. perfect. And we could do that, but I, I don't hate conversations as well. So, Dave, let me ask you this, because, you know, I've been on the radio quite a, quite a bit over the last couple of days, and all you've been hearing from Cubs fans is their disdain for, for David Ross, and specifically it's the, it's the lineup construction, right? So if you're looking at today's lineup, <laughs> so when you saw Miles Mastroboni at the top, that was, right. that was disgusting to you? you, had, you, you like, is that just a head-scratcher altogether, or you kind of understand where he's going? Where, well, where like, the, 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 the thing that I just don't understand, like, you know, Fine, Master Boney's been better since he's been brought up. But when you're you're already going to weaken your lineup when you have Tucker Barnhart in there, I I don't recall last time that guy got a hit. So what you got? I mean, what you got to do is you know make sure that you kind of put your best players in the lineup when you know you're not going to get production at the. So you know, there is no you know I would have loved to have seen Morel in there today, uh, wisdom in there today. Uh, I think I, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think Master Boney did a whole lot. I don't mind him playing, but when you know your lineups are going to be weak. Um, you know, the Cubs got one run kind of in, in a fluky way. They, thank God they did. But, you know, if it was any other day, any other pitcher, the Cubs lose that game. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's and it, it, this just kind of goes to show, like, that the lineups are goofy. Like, you know, a lot of these guys that are kind of on here, you look at Master Money, I think Talkman's uh, done okay. Um, you know, shout out to Arlington Heights. But, uh, <laughs> you know, he uh, – a lot of those guys probably wouldn't be on, on a major league roster if it was another team. You know, I. Uh, that being said, the Cubs are still. You know, the I don't think the Brewers play today, but they're still very much in this. And I, I pray to God when Bellinger, Bellinger comes back that you know he keeps swinging a hot bat and we can get some more lineup consistency. But man, it's just uh, a lot of head scratching lineups, and especially when you have Barnhart in there. And I get it; he does a good job defensively. You got to put him in there, but you would think that hey, let's put our best guys in there uh, when we're going to weaken the bottom half of our lineup. So. All right. All right, Dave. I appreciate the call, man, and, and making some great points, you know, and that's what we want. Again, we're taking your Cubs reactions right now. 312-644-6767. Gabe Ramirez here on a Memorial Day on 670 The Score. Uh, now, let me give some of the points that Dave was making over here. I mean, first and foremost, I mean, Taj Bradley's no slump, right? The pitcher, starting pitcher today for the, for, the, for the Rays, I mean, he had eight strikeouts today. You know, he only gave up three hits. The bullpen came in, did a masterful performance to finish the game. 
obviously they were close enough trying to put some runs on the board, but Stroman was just wheeling and dealing. But, I mean, tough pitcher on the mound, right? I mean, you got a righty out there. Tucker Barnhart, I mean, Jan Gomes can't play every game. I mean, right, that's ultimately what that is right there. So you got to give him some, some, some relief at some points. And, listen, I, I feel the same way too, right? When, it, when you see Mastroboni at the top of the lineup, you're like, oh, all right. Uh, but, I mean, who's closer to these guys than anyone else? is Rossi, right? And obviously he has his, his bench coach and people that he's talking to, and he, he's trying to put the best lineup as he possibly can. You mentioned Tucker Barnhart. You know, you, can't, you don't know when's the last time he got a hit. May 13th. May 13th had two of them. I know, not good. Quite a few games in between uh, then and now. Um, actually, in the month of May, uh, he only has four hits. So, uh, And then in April, he strung together six. So, I mean... He's your backup catcher. You, you you can't expect the guy to bat 300, but 169, not necessarily what what you want, or 179, not necessarily uh, what you want him at in the first place. Um, but you know some of the other stuff. You know you're talking about Mervis was in the lineup today. You know he went over two um, with a with a, with a walk and a strikeout. But you know it's, it's tough. It's tough to construct these lineups. It's, it's tough every day. You know one thing I will give him credit for, David Ross. That is, you know, and yes, we can you know, micromanage the lineup and, you know, guys can't play 162 games. So you got to find out how you're going to get them the rest, you know, here and there. But what I do like is there's consistency where guys are at. I remember, you know, last year when you were looking at, you know, the White Sox and Tony Russo, I mean, geez, it felt like you had a different lineup every day. Guys were in different positions every day in the lineup. And so what I do like is there's, there is consistency. Matt Mervis, I haven't seen him get past sixth in the lineup, right? He's, he's always at that bottom, bottom end right there. Um, Master Boney, uh, uh, not necessarily sure why you put him there at the top of the order. You know, maybe maybe he has a high batting average against Bradley. I mean, we we don't know clearly. That's an answer, a question that some of the beat writers can ask David Ross. But um, it, it's a it's a point of concern for a lot of fans that we do know. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Cubs take down the Tampa Bay Rays one nothing behind Marcus Stroman's complete game one hit shutout. Uh, again, Cubs coming off that weekend sweep against the Cincinnati Reds. Take the first one against Tampa Bay, and we're taking your calls and your reactions. Let's go to Mike out in Iowa. So, Mike, you got some comments about Stroman and the lineup, huh? Yeah, Gabe. Hey, I get, you know, great job by Stroman today. I mean, it was absolutely masterful. I think Master Boney's at the top of the lineup because yesterday Horner goes 0 for 5 in the leadoff spot. So that gives an excuse for Rossi to move him into the second spot. But why do we have four guys under the Mendoza line in the lineup today? Patrick Wisdom hit two home runs yesterday. Morell's been hot as can be. We're playing the best team in baseball, and that's the lineup we put out there. I mean, good, good on Stroh for what he did today, but at some level, we didn't help him. Well, what would you like? It, what would you have liked it to look like, Mike? Because I'm a huge solutions, not problems guy. So if the problem is the lineup sucked today, right? For you. Um, so, so what, what's the solution? I mean, who would you prefer, who would you have preferred at the top of the order? Where would you have liked wisdom, you know, instead of him coming in the DH situation? Well, I mean, I, I think, I think putting, uh, wisdom in at third base uh, in place of master Boney, uh, Horner, Horner can still lead off. I, I, you know, he's, he's doing great things in the leadoff position just because he has one bad game. I don't think it's a, a terrible thing. I think I think sometimes we pull these players 
and uh, because they have a they go through a rough stretch, and and we even send them down to Triple A. By the way, our triple our, our backup catcher is playing in Triple A right now, and Miguel Amaya. Um, I I still you know I get what Barnhart does with us, for us defensively, uh, but I I still don't understand why we're not bringing him up uh, and giving him a chance. I love it. Thanks for the call, Mike. Appreciate it. Bring up some great points. I mean, probably would have kept Horner in that. That lead off. You don't want to bring him down so bad, but I guess, you know, if we're looking for reasons as to why Master Boney was there, you know, that is it. And, you know, sometimes it's just luck of the draw. When you got your ace out there, sometimes, you know, you do have a subpar lineup because the assumption is that you are going to be wheeling and dealing. Sometimes I'm saying, not all the time, but sometimes it's like that. And of course, the Cubs just fortunate that Marcus Stroman, you know, 105 pitches today, 72 of them strikes, really high percentage right there. Um, Ground ball to uh, fly ball ratio was 12 to 6. I remember last game he had like 18 ground balls uh, in that one. So um, difference there. Uh, but but still, eight strikeouts, only gave up that one walk uh, after the, uh, the Wander Franco got the base hit to break up the no-no. So, uh, again, I mean, you got you to gotta tip your cap and you got to feel good in the present, right? And – the Cubs fans that are out there saying, hey, man, maybe this could be the turn of something, you know, like you like you normally do once you win a game and you're looking at things on a micro level. It's about tomorrow and how you come out and play the game. What are you going to be doing? How can you, how can you, you know, because you know they're going to be firing on all cylinders tomorrow. So, you know, what what is that Cubs team going to look like? What is that lineup going to look like? Is Rossi going to put out the best one possible to give the Cubs the best opportunity to win this series versus Tampa Bay tomorrow? I mean, that's something that a lot of us are going to be looking at uh, when this game kicks off tomorrow at 7.05, right here on 6.70, the score. Pre-game begins at 6.30. I'll actually be on your radios at 6 o'clock tomorrow, leading you into that Cubs game. Um, so make sure you guys are here for it because it is going to be must-see baseball. Kyle Hendricks on the bump against Shea McClanahan. Uh, it's going to be a good one. Let's go back out to the phone lines. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 6.70, the score, taking your calls, Cubs reactions. Cubs take down the Tampa Bay Rays, one nothing behind Marcus Stroman's complete game shutout. Uh, just a one-hitter. Let's go to Sean out in Des Plaines. Sean, what can we say about a guy like Marcus Stroman? After, after saying he wants to be here, what can you say about that type of performance? Uh, the Stroh show was on full display today. Uh, his confidence was right there amongst the top five that you could see out there throwing the ball today, I think. Uh, his sinker was absolutely magical, and that's why he got to keep the ball low and keep the ball on the ground throughout most of the game. I think that was his key to winning, changing pace, keeping him off balance with his changeup, and that sinker was really doing work. So you really can't complain about that. And um, As far as the lineup is concerned, I would like to talk a little bit about the lineup. Let's I do think it. You know, people are getting down on Ross just a hair. Uh, it's early in the season. He's had a lot of different guys in a lot of different lineups. He's getting some flyers on some players that are no longer here. Eric Cosmer, you know, big big guy that you wish would have produced but didn't. So you're looking at that. People are talking about uh, Nico getting bumped out of the leadoff position. I think that was more to give him a break and to hopefully, you know, give him an opportunity in our, at an RBI position later on in the game. You know, Master Boney going up, he's not swinging too great. But if he was productive just a hair, you got Nico with, you know, runners on as opposed to Nico starting the game off and leading the game off. I think that was more along the lines of what he was doing there. When you, when people are talking about wanting to see Patrick Wisdom in a third base today, I think that was a good a good uh, deal to keep him off the third base today. He, you know, he's batting 160 over the last stretch of 10 games or whatnot. 
So he hit a couple of home runs yesterday, but he'd probably go 0 for 4 with four strikeouts today. I'm glad he didn't get out on the, on the bench. You know, stay, keep him on the bench today. It was great. You know, and then you, you see the, the inconsistency in the lineup, but there are people that are talking about, you know, Morrell getting, getting out of the lineup today. He's batting 165 over the last eight, nine, ten games too. So, yeah, a couple of powers, guys sitting on the bench, looking at the game, taking a breather is fine by me. You know, mix it up a little bit, move um, – I, I, who was batting fifth today? I forget who was at, who was in fifth. Uh, I'll tell you in a second. Keep going, though. So, you know, you're, you're asking, you know, Ross to kind of get consistency with the lineup. But, you're, you know, Bellinger's not in the lineup. You're, you got Mancini, who's not swinging the ball partic- bat particularly well all year. You know, Hosmer, who wasn't, pro- wasn't producing, is no longer here with us. So, consistency is one thing, and then having the players produce is another so he, I do believe, is trying to do everything he can to get a little spark out of this offense. And, you know, some of the guys that are doing well and swinging the bat well are going to be consistent. So you get to kind of move those guys around because their at-bats are consistent, whether they're at the one slot or the two slot or the four or five slot. It's difficult to get guys that aren't swinging the bat off the bench and, you know, and mixing and matching. So I think uh, the combination of today of, of Stroh is just throwing a beautiful gem, one hit, sinker moving all over the place gives them confidence moving forward that they can compete and hold a you know a top team so one hit shutout and win those games so we'll, we'll see what moves forward but it, i thought it was a great game by by everybody involved today i love it sean thanks for the call man you bring up some great points guy batting fifth today was dansby swanson i couldn't remember if it was uh suzuki or not uh but it was dansby swanson he went he went one for three in that five hole uh, and and listen you bring up some really great point counterpoints to those that are are opposed to today's lineup and and have you know th- things to say about it, you know, again, I'm a fan of consistency. I just talked about it. So leaving Nico at the one, you know, just to get through it, whatever, battle through that, dude. But I understand Miles Mastroboni as well because it's a way to give someone confidence. If you feel like you know he's hitting the ball well in BP, you know his practices are going good. You know, pitchers are saying that he got, you know, he can make contact. He's just not doing it in the game. Well, a way to do this, put him at the leadoff. Hey, bro, we have confidence in you, and we think you can be the dude that, that can get on base so we can get a, a couple of runs. You know, did have the walk, did have the stolen base. Um, so, I, so I understand that. You know, you bring up some great points about, you know, wisdom. <laughs> that was actually funny. Wisdom and morale. But, damn, we just hit a couple of homers, so you want, you know, you kind of feel, again, when talking about trying to get the best out of somebody, you kind of want to use that same logic for a guy like Patrick Wisdom. Throw him in the lineup. So what? See if, see what he can do. Keep the confidence there. Um, but he did get a, in that bat, you know, pinch hitting for Edwin Rios. Uh, so, I mean, I get that. So it, it's tough. It's a hard job. I was saying this yesterday. I did hit and run for Matt Spiegel uh, Sunday, 9 to 12, 30, right before Cubs baseball against the Reds. And, you know, I said, you know, we make we have to make decisions at our job, but, you know, half a million or a million people or whatever aren't coming to you and telling you you're doing it a poor job and telling you that the roster construction is bad. Uh, but you know what? Fortunately, didn't matter. Marcus Stroman threw a gem, just like Sean said. Nine innings pitched, only gave up one hit, had eight strikeouts in a walk, and the Cubs beat the, Toronto, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays one nothing for the first, taking the first game of the three-game set. All right, we're going to take a break. I'm uh, going to take more phone calls on the other side, 312 312- 644 67 67. We do know that Strowman wants to stay here. And we'll hear from him and hear him saying that as well. Uh, and what he wanted to uh, complete this game. And my question for you is this 
How long are you willing to commit to him? He just turned 32 on May 1st. Just threw you a gem at 32. Can opt out. But how long would you be willing to commit to Marcus Stroman with the new contract? Clearly, he's proven to you this year that, you know, he's a gamer. He wants to be here. Uh, but 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 how long would you be willing to commit if if any years at all? 312-644-6767. We'll take a break. Take some more Cubs calls after this. It's Gabe Ramirez on a Memorial Day here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. There's a fly ball into right field. It should drive in the run. The catch by Lowe tagging and scoring is Suzuki. Cubs lead one to nothing. Listen to this crowd. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score and on 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. That's all it took. Suzuki with a single to shallow left. Dansby Swanson fly it out. Sale went third. Mr. Topman got him in. And that was it. one nothing. Cubs take the victory behind Marcus Stroman, giving him nine innings, eight strikeouts, just that one hit, a nice complete game from the Stroman. And that's exactly what we're talking about right now. Uh, the text line is going crazy, so can't wait to read a couple of those. Um, but your question right now is that Stroman wants to stay here. Um, and how long are you willing to commit to him? He talked about it. Earlier, you know, even just before this game, you love the confidence of of Marcus Stroman. That's what you really love, right? I mean, he he took out the braids, got the little curly curls, as my daughter would call them. I want my curly curls today. Got 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 that going. I think that's what it is. The hair's flowing on Memorial Day, and that's why he wanted. He was pitching so well, but it was almost as if he predicted this thing. Take a listen to uh, Marcus Stroman talking about or talking prior to uh, this start uh, versus the Rays. Okay. Uh, actually, you know what? He said he wanted to uh, pitch a complete game. That's what he said he wanted. And he came out and did it. And that's what you want. That's what you love. I love that kind of confidence already. That's the kind of confidence you want from a guy. So when a guy says he wants to be here, guy says he wants his complete game, actually follows through on it, takes down the team with the best record in Major League Baseball, then you have to ask yourself, well, how long do you want Marcus Stroman here for? He just turned 32 May 1st. And clearly, he's going to want a, a long-term contract. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what you guys think. 312-644-6767. Let's go to Rick out in Wisconsin. So, Rick, I mean, you know, we, we know that Stroman has the confidence in himself. Um, um, who else do you feel like is backing Marcus Stroman right now as well? Rick, you there? Sorry, right, we'll go back to Rick in a second. Let's go to Joe in Oak Lawn. Joe, you have a, you know, I'm over here talking about how long do you want Marcus Stroman for, but you you have a different idea. Yeah, I have a different idea. I mean, I think he's I think he's a good pitcher. I mean, the Cubs are they're just a bad team. Um, I, I think uh, you know what they're already looking for uh, forward to next year rotation. I think they should bring up the young guys, Ben Brown, uh, Caleb Kilian, and Wineski to try to get them ready to be major league pitchers. You know, we, we're in a bad division, but there's young teams. The Pirates have an ace in uh, 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 Mitch Callum, I think. Uh, the Reds have their ace um, in Hunter Green. 
I mean, Bradley from Tampa Bay, he threw an amazing game. When he, I, I, I mean, Strowman, he did, he did good, he did good, but he got a lot of calls off the plate that, I, I mean, that the other guy wasn't getting. Um, so I think they should just trade him, get some young pitching, or get. I mean, we don't have Miles Mastroboni and and that guy that plays center field. They probably won't be on the team next year, you know. So. <laughs> I, I mean, Dave, David Ross is like a younger version of Joe Madden trying to, you know, put together whatever he has out there. I mean, he, you know, I don't know. I, I, I just think that the Cubs, they, you know, I think I'll like to see power pitching, you know, when they, when they have them 3-2, put them away with that 98-mile-per-hour fastball. And, and, I mean, I, I'm – don't get me wrong, Strowman pitched a good game, but like you said, he wants a he wants a, a big contract, and I, I don't think the Cubs are going to give it to him. I love it. Thanks for the call, Joe. And I, I would love you listening right now to, I mean, do you agree with that? Joe in Oakland saying, you know, maybe, you know, while the price is high for a guy like Marcus Strowman, I mean, he'd be a rental pitcher, right, because he has the opportunity to opt out of his contract. So not necessarily sure how much you would give for him. Um, and then, Joe, you kind of would send a, a bad message to free agents that look at the Cubs as a destination and might say, like, man, I don't want to go there. They just might get rid of me, you know, because of the, where they're at in the process. But, hey, I, I'm, I'm here for the debate. I'm here for the, all the ideas, and I do get what you're saying. 312 644 67 67. Would you trade Marcus Stroman? Is that how you feel right now? After today's performance? I get it. I genuinely get what he's saying. Sell high. You got Justin Steele. You got Drew Smiley. You know, and he and he brings up, you know, some names, some young names that, you know, sometimes when there's a clog there, you can't necessarily get him some innings with Ben Brown and Caleb Killian. I get that. You got Wisniewski, not necessarily sure who he's going to be. I think the biggest um, counter to that would be, you know, every Cubs fan sees how many games they're out of first place. And when you're looking at that, you're saying to yourself internally, or maybe to your friends, Cubs are five games out. It's May 29th. Do you want to get rid of Marcus Stroman when you're only five games out? In May? Probably not. But I get it. Get If you can get something big in return, nah, ah, ah, what a tough place to be. I hate living there after, after such a great game by Marcus Stroman. Of course, Cubs taking down the Tampa Bay Rays 1-0. Marcus Stroman, complete game shutout. Wow. How often do you get to say that throughout the course of a major league season with either team here in Chicago? Not too often, so... Something that definitely needs to be celebrated. Eight strikeouts today. Wheeling and dealing. Getting down to first base. Playing defense. Just doing it all today. Uh, But we're taking your calls. 312-644-6767. Gabe Ramirez on a Memorial Day here on 670 to score. Let's go out to Anthony and Elgin. So, Anthony, when you're looking at Marcus Stroman's contract, you see he has the ability to, to opt out. And he clearly stated that he wants to be here in Chicago. How long, if... Any years, are you willing to commit to a guy like Stro? Anthony, there? 
Sorry, we'll come back to Anthony. Yeah, oh, there yeah, you, you got, there you got me, goes. Dave. There he goes, Anthony. I see you. I know the phone's out yeah, now. Just don't be working too good, uh, Anthony. So I get it, man. Um, yeah. But what's your take on Stroman here? Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely something to be said. The last couple deadlines, I mean, we've certainly got some top prospects for guys. But, I mean, I think when you look at Stroman's overall body of work since he signed last year, other than an injury for a little while last season, I mean, he's been that top-of-the-rotation guy that you can count on day in and day out. I mean, he just brought his uh, ERA for the season down right under 260. I mean, as a big market team, you know, right behind the Yankees and the Dodgers in terms of revenue and just overall fan base, I mean, I don't think really you should shy away from, you know, maybe a three- or four-year contract if Stroman goes for that. I mean, we've seen pitchers go up into their upper 30s and still perform, you know, at the same level that they have been. Um, I mean, you know, Stroman's not a guy that relies on a, you know, high heater or a fastball. So I feel like, you know, he's someone you can count on to be durable and eat up innings. I mean, we got guys like Kate Horton and Jordan Wick who can, uh, you know, come up in the next year or two make a difference in the rotation. But, I mean, going back to what was going on earlier, I get the, you know, the argument to trade him. But that being said, I mean, Kyle Hendricks, you know, he's probably got one foot out the door. He's been here for a while. I mean, feel very solid. But who knows if Smiley can keep it up. I mean, we've tried it out with Wes Nesky and, uh, and Caleb Killian. I think those young guys have a lot of talent for sure, power pitches. But, you know, you don't know if you can count on those guys for the next two or three years. So, you know, with guys like PCA and other – young guys like Mervis and Morell, you know, kind of getting ready to hit their stride and hopefully perform for us. Um, I think, you know, with the, where the team's at with this, you know, national standing and, you know, the overall revenue, I think you should totally, you know, reward a guy who's done well as a big free agent signing, wants to be here. I met him at an event, you know, last season charity thing. He's an awesome guy. I think, you know, if he wants to do a four-year deal, um, you know, maybe four years plus one year opt-out, you know, I think that's great. I mean, if you can get him at a reasonable uh, yearly cost, I think having him at the top of the rotation is a huge value for a team that's looking to be on an upward trajectory in the next couple of years. I love it. Great call. Thanks for the call, Anthony. I appreciate it. Glad we were able to to get you on there. And I, I think that I do agree that is what would be in line for Stroman right now. So he, he signed initially the three-year $71 million deal uh, with the Cubs. Uh, average salary right around $23 million. So, I mean, I think you'd probably try to lock him in. Listen, <laughs> we can all pretend like we know what these numbers are like, right? But we don't. So, I mean, if you got him, though, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i thinking in my brain. If you got him at a four-year, if you did three-year 71, you came back and did a, you know, just to give him a little, an extra year because you do believe in him and what he's done, and you get him a, you know, four-year, $99 million deal, you know, with the fourth year being a team option instead of a player option. I wouldn't hate I, if I'm a, if I was a Cubs fan. I wouldn't hate that because you're absolutely right. You have no idea who he's going to become over the next couple of years. Clearly, he's pitching as a guy that should be at the top of the rotation. So if you can get him for a price that's like a number two starter, that doesn't sound bad. Because then, if whether he becomes a number three, depending on how other pitchers perform in the system, or if he stays in that one space, I think it could be worth it. Three, four-year deal sounds about right to me. He's 32 years old. Just turned 32 in uh, May 1st. Of course, we're talking about Marcus Stroman, pitcher for the Chicago Cubs, just threw a gem, an absolute gem, Adam Sandler style. Um, and and But he's he, he has the ability to, to opt out of his contract, but he said he wants to be here. And so I'm curious, you know, what that, what that dedication would look like to a guy like Marcus Stroman. Let's take one more phone call uh, before we go to break. Let's go to Bill out in Joliet. So, Bill, just real quick, why don't you respond to to Joe's call uh, that wanted that was thinking considering trading Marcus Stroman? 
Yeah, you don't you don't trade. Starting pitching is hard to find, right? Um, you, you don't trade good or even great starting pitching. You got Stroman, a very emotional guy. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of Zambrano. He comes, gets up on the mound. He gets everybody into the game. You need a guy like that, a very emotional guy, but he can back it up. You got Justin Steele, who I think has been solid. Kyle Hendricks, yeah, coming back. I know uh, the other caller said one foot out the door, but, you know, he's he's still a great pitcher. I'm not expecting him to light it up this year, but you got to give this guy a couple more starts to get back into the groove. And you look at, you know, you look at their defense. Their defense is, you know, top-notch, right? You got you got uh, Dansby Swanson, you, you, Morrell. We've got good players. Bellinger, he's hurt. But I think we all just need to pump the brakes a little bit and just let this thing play out a little bit. As far as going back to Stroman, the guy wants to be here. Um, yeah, you keep him, right? Yeah, I want, guy, I want guys that want to be here, Bill, and especially guys that – are throwing complete game shutouts against the best team in baseball. Amen, brother. I love Amen. It. Thanks for the call, Bill. I appreciate it. Uh, listen, I, I I asked the question to get the people going. That's what I. That's all I'm doing. He's gonna. He is. He, he is going to opt out of that contract. You do have to start thinking about how many years you are willing to give Marcus Stroman. And to Joe's credit, any, as any good GM should do, you want to listen. You might not do it. You might not pull the trigger on a trade, but you'd be willing to listen just to see. Uh, but, of course, Marcus Stroman throwing the gem today. Cubs take down the Tampa Bay Rays 1-0. We're going to continue the conversation on the Cubs. Live in this space. Marcus Stroman, thoughts on the game today. Thoughts about Marcus Stroman's performance. And, of course, as we just mentioned, he more than likely is going to be opting out of his, his contract. He has a player option. So, as a Cubs fan, or if you were a GM, put on your GM cap, how many years would you want to keep Marcus Stroman for? How long would you want to pay him for? 312-644-6767. We'll take your calls after the break. It's Gabe Ramirez here on Memorial Day, live and local for your listening pleasure, right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 